0: Well, this summer, the township of Langley uh, Municipal Council endorsed the idea of reviving the Fraser Valley Interurban Rail Line. Now, the line was originally built and operated uh, between 1910 and 1950, and if you can believe, at one time extended from Chilliwack... All the way to Vancouver. Now, the goal is to revive the line today connecting Chilliwack to the Expo Skytrain line in Surrey. The line would be 99 kilometers long. Now, the Langley Township Resolution will be presented uh, to the Union of BC Municipalities this September uh, during their yearly um, AGM. Now, joining me now to discuss the issue is Rick Green, president of the South Fraser Community Rail Society and the former mayor of langley township mr green thank you for joining us today good to be here uh how important was this endorsement from the township of langley
1: well really significant jazz and this um this campaign goes back to when i was the mayor in 2008 i was elected in 2008 and we renewed the master agreement which is it's a long involved story but the bottom line was we had to uh, get the support of all the municipalities south of the fraser Uh, They all passed resolutions in support of the renewal, which went to Bob Elton, the CEO of BC Hydro at the time. And uh, we got that approved and renewed as of July of 2009, which happened to be six weeks before we would have lost this opportunity forever.
0: Hmm. Uh, Moving forward now, what happens?
1: Well, we've been working um, quite closely actually with the um, after the renewal in 2009. It basically went into hibernation a little bit because, yeah, we had the renewal, but the problem was you had uh, no um, sufficient uh, energy source to move passenger rail up and down the south of the Fraser, especially into an airshed, the Fraser Valley airshed, which is known as a polluted airshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been diesel. So uh, fast forward to 2017, the advent of the Alstom Karatea Island hydrogen train in Germany, which is uh, Canadian technology, uh, manufactured Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, So that was up on on test runs for about a year and a half, I think two years. It got all the licensing required and it's been in operation ever since uh, and it's expanded uh, significantly across Europe and now into the UK.
0: So moving forward here in regards to the, the, for, for the region itself, uh, connecting um, this uh, rail with SkyTrain, what happens next?
1: Well, what we're saying, I mean, this is the most, uh, this is a priceless opportunity for the provincial government. SkyTrain is great for uh, high-density areas. Um, that's, a, that's a given. And it's pretty well, um, I guess, lived its usefulness uh, now with the expansion into Langley City uh it's not going to go beyond Langley City it's just too expensive i mean the the extension to Langley City that they're working on now is and we can argue uh, semantics here but it's roughly 300 million dollars a kilometer mm-hmm. well it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that if, to get adequate uh transit transit south of the Fraser uh there's no way you could afford those that kind of a price tag so what we're saying this this corridor I mean, this gave us uh, this gave us rail transit from uh, uh, back in 1910, if you can believe it. Um, so, it, and it was decommissioned in 1950. The interesting thing is, the provincial government uh, in 1988, when they sold off, they were uh, they were asked to sell off the whole thing, the corridor and the whole thing. The provincial government said no; they wanted to protect the corridor for private uh, to be uh, to be owned by the public. Mm-hmm and that they insisted that passenger rights be maintained on that corridor as part of any lease agreement. So that is, that's where we stand right now. If you take a look at the 99-kilometer corridor, it hits um, and people say, well, it doesn't go through population centers. Well, that's, the absolute, that's absolutely false. Highway 1 does not go through the population center south of the Fraser. The interurban corridor does. It protects agricultural land. We've got a massive amount of agricultural land up the valley, which would not allow for the expropriation or putting through any kind of commuter rail. We're talking about community rail uh, here. Mm -hmm. It's connecting 16 communities, 16 population centers, 14 post-secondary institutions, 14 First Nations communities, uh, Abbotsford International Airport, and most of these areas just do not have any kind of um, any kind of transit, uh, either not significant, not, not sufficient enough, or it doesn't exist at all. Uh, this is just a natural source of and also clean energy uh, to be able to go into the, uh, the Fraser Valley airshed, be non-polluting, reduce traffic off of Highway 1. You know, Highway 1 is, you know, they just announced the other day the, the future expansion. And we totally agree, Highway 1 has to expand for, for the economy, for truck traffic, for passenger traffic and everything else. But there is no inter-regional transit. Right now, you'll hear uh, a lot talked about, well, we need you know regional transit. We're looking after regional transit. Uh, this is normally the, the, what comes out of TransLink. Um, nothing could be further from the truth. TransLink are responsible for Metro Vancouver. That's it. They don't care about anything else. And I best, the best example of that, in my view, is um, top, talking about uh, funding a gondola to SFU. Well, if that is the highest priority for transit in the Lower Mainland, um, I, I don't know, uh, our world is falling apart because it just is ridiculous, that kind of a statement.
0: So in, but in, it in,
1: shows you where their priorities are. Mm-hmm. So they in, are only in, interested in Metro Vancouver.
0: So in in this case, the 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 train itself along this ninety nine kilometer corridor would go from Chilliwack all the way to the present day SkyTrain at at Scott Road.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: And there would be stops along the way.
1: That's right. There's about about fourteen stops, is what we're proposing.
0: And what would uh, are there any areas that's you were mentioning some of them? So there's there's potentially universities and colleges along the way, different routes, uh, yep. in, in in through all that. So much like the West Coast Express, although it goes downtown, it would be a train service that would connect it, and it's much cheaper than SkyTrain at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. It's like pennies on the dollar compared to SkyTrain. It's also much, much more environmentally friendly. Uh, it's quiet. Um, uh, there is just so many uh, positives to it. Um, it's a real priceless opportunity.
0: So this is a hydrogen-powered passenger rail. Correct. So, a- any sense of what the cost for something like would be, what what the cost would be for something like that for that? It was event?
1: estimated. Um, we've had engineering studies done. It was estimated that the reactivation cost of the whole interurban, uh, including rolling stocks and, and and road gates and what have you, uh, is somewhere in the one point 1700000000 seven billion dollar range. That's for ninety nine kilometers. Now compare that to uh, Langley Skytrain, 16 kilometers, um, which we can have the debate about the cost in in yeah. our view because we know the land that it is going through um, and we've got lots of ways to prove it. Uh, it's going to cost roughly $5 billion. Uh,
0: in your mind, how much of what you're fighting for uh, comes from your own experience in local government and just dealing with? not just local government, oh, but translate yeah, all of I, Like How much of this is, drives you?
1: Oh, it, you know, Jazz, I was, I guess, fortunate or unfortunate, because I would never have believed it would have taken me this long to get this thing ha- to, to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was fortunate to be in a position to ask the question, to to raise the issue... Uh, in camera originally at the Township of Langley and, and finding the master agreement and going through all the legal processes to make sure it said what we thought it said, and then ultimately getting it approved and getting it renewed. Um, I am absolutely committed to seeing this thing happen. It just makes too much sense, Jazz. I mean, if you take a look at anywhere else in the world, and I, I would imagine you probably have more experience than many, um with your travels of um and how uh, train travel is mm-hmm. used in other parts of the world. Yeah. I mean, we are just and, and quite frankly you don't even have to look um offshore. I mean, look at what's happening in Calgary, look what's happening back east in Ontario and Quebec. And um it just makes too much sense. Uh the anyway I could go on and I know,
0: on. I know you could. I mean, I know you're ex- very uh, passionate about the $1.6 billion. So it stops at the, is it right at the Scott uh, Scott Road SkyTrain station? Would be. Yeah,
1: it, it basically is across the, ra- what we're proposing, it's across the railway tracks from the SkyTrain station. So you would put in, you could put in an elevated walkway. You could, you know, there's a number of things you could do to connect the two. Um, and when we say, and one thing that I want to point out is that when we're talking about passenger stations, let's just call them that, Mm -hmm. we're really talking about passenger platforms like they have in Europe. Uh, We're not talking about the edifice that uh, Skytrain is building at at multi-millions of dollars per copy. We're talking about passenger platforms, and that's all that's required in each one of these stops. Mm
0: And, and obviously, it would be integrated with the TransLink system. That's the, That's the ultimate hope, just to build it all in the ticket price. Yeah, now, this absolutely. Would, this would lose money in the sense of, you know, this capital cost to build it. But the operational side, most transit generally loses money, I would think. I absolutely. Mean, yeah, yeah, just, just like there, West Coast no Express. Question. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, well, look at it this way. West Coast Express right now is TransLink um, and the West Coast Express uh, division is, is paying CP Rail $20 million a year just for the lease of the railway tracks. Mm-hmm. Think about that, $20 million a year just for the lease of the railway tracks, and they get five trains in and five trains out a day only on business days. We're talking about an operation that's going to operate seven days a week, 16 to 17 hours a day. It would have uh, possibly rush hour. Rush hour frequency would be roughly every half hour, uh, and this is only proposed, but we've got a number of things in place um, and I'd be more than happy to send you if you're if you're interested a copy of a community business case that we've developed for the government um, all cabinet ministers have received a copy of it um, and a number of mayors um, but it is a, a, a comprehensive um, capsulation of all of the information I mean we did a Mario Conseco research poll here two years ago because one of the things that you know we always knew anecdotally that we had the support of the community, and that's because it goes this this campaign goes back two decades if you really look at it. Um, so you know, I thought, well, you know, that's great. You know, we we love it. We're we're passionate about it. We think it's the right thing, and we think the public do. But we can't prove that to government. Mm-hmm. So we did a poll uh, from North Delta out to um, out to Chilliwack. Eighty-eight percent supported it.
0: So what what is the challenge, do you think? I mean, is it just we've in love with this system and the SkyTrain? Look, it does work in urban areas; it's a world-class system, but it is expensive. But it does work, and Surrey's going to get continue to grow. Langley's going to continue to grow. Incredible density is is already there and coming even more so in both communities. So I can understand why SkyTrain works, and there may be more SkyTrain along King George. But in regards to moving people in from Chilliwack all the way to a SkyTrain system. Into Surrey, Uh, why has there been this hesitation? Why has it taken this long for these communities? I really think
1: that it's just it's just living on living on past um, I guess past history. Nobody's ever really thought about it. It's never really been available. Uh, Gee, do we want to make this big of a jump? Um, I'll I'll give you an example to uh, and a comparative look uh, to a way to look at it: Mm -hmm. SkyTrain in Metro Vancouver uh winds and weaves its way all through Surrey and Coquitlam and, and Poco and, and Vancouver. Um, but when they when they put in every section of SkyTrain, they reconfigured the bus routes. So it's what we call a spine and rib system. So the spine obviously is the sky trains uh, skytrain system, and the ribs are the buses which are rerouted and they connect up to in many cases the rail the, the transit hubs which is the SkyTrain. Stations. same thing would apply south of the river all of the 14 to 16 locations that we're talking about would be the transit rail hubs the the bus transit to connect up to that would would service that and so the uh, obviously the interurban would be the spine the bus routes would be the ribs and they recon they connect up so in many cases and I've got it all spelled out in our community business case um, in terms of the connection, the, the, the connectivity, uh, the, the road connectivity, the, the transit rail connectivity. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it just <laughs> it makes too much sense.
0: Yeah, well, it's very interesting, and and uh, look forward to having you on the show again because uh, it's one of those things I think that will grow in regards to support because there's a lot uh, riding on it, and, and it's certainly a region that is going to continue to grow, that's for sure. Uh, thank you so much for your time today, Rick.
1: No problem. Anytime.